everybody. Welcome back to These Are Bad Movies. I'm Amanda Ferriante. And I'm Amy Bell. And this week we're bringing Joker. Which I've heard is a really bad movie, but I have not seen it. I don't know why it was as popular as it was. So you've seen it? I have seen it. I actually completely expect to like this movie. Really? Yeah. What about it makes you think you're going to like it? Uh, I think this movie is for people like me. Who like the Joker? Well, I just think it's going to be a nice, uh, you know, uh, messed up psychology film. It tries to be a messed up psychology film. I just feel like it's for a lot of, like, edgelords. I know, and I feel like I, myself, might be an edgelord. I mean, I am fully an edgelord but I'm not a guy edgelord. My brother actually referred to me as an edge queen the other night. <laughs> like, like I'm edgy enough, but I'm not like a white guy who's like, oh, this is so deep, you know? You know, I I might be. Okay. That. I'm, I'm not sure yet. We'll see. I will be disappointed if you like this movie. Well, I might like it. So we're going to have to just uh, agree to disagree. We'll find out. We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you a little bit about Anchor FM. It's what we're using to record this podcast today. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Basically, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, We're back. This is one of those times where I, I really regret doing this podcast. Really? Yeah. Tell me more about it. I just had to spend two hours watching a really bad movie. Isn't it a bad movie? It was terrible. You were saying you were going to like it. And I feel so vindicated right now. Yeah, I really thought that they would have something better to say than they did. Oh, they had terrible things to say. They were really... uh, Out of touch. Out of touch is a great way to put it. Yeah. So out of touch. Nothing seemed believable in that movie. The, uh, yes. It's hard to pick a time period that it's set during for me. Yeah. Right? Like, I can't tell when it's supposed to be. Like, it's got older technology and, like, is they're having a trash strike, right? Which is an older thing in New York, I thought. Like, that used that was a thing for a while back in the olden times, right? Yeah. Um, but also, all the Richie Riches are dressing up in tuxedos and watching a Charlie Chaplin movie in yeah. black and white Yeah, when they have color television and they're all laughing like it's the greatest thing they've ever seen in the world. Yeah, that kind of showed to me that it was trying to be somewhat timeless. That it's not. No, and it... Maybe we should talk about the plot. Okay, so the plot is... That Joker, the Batman villain that we all know, 
has I've, an origin story. Right. And his origin story is that you find this out as it goes along. Mm-hmm. So this is a little bit out of order. But his mother had a mental disorder that's unidentified, really, in the movie. Adopted him. Abused him. Went to a mental hospital. He got some sort of traumatic brain injury as a child that you find out later in the movie. He doesn't remember being abused or adopted. And has a laughing disorder. Sort of like Tourette's, maybe? Yeah, I, I looked it up and it was it's something that can happen to people with traumatic brain injury. Okay. So he laughs when he's uncomfortable. Or at inappropriate times. Yeah. It's, it's a semi, it's an in, uncontrollable laughter. So at least it was a real mental disorder. Yeah. Not necessarily a good one to depict in a movie. Well, then he has just general mental illness, quote unquote. Right. And, like, it's implied that maybe he isn't so smart with his journal. Yeah, and he, he works as a clown. He gets fired because he brings a gun to a children's hospital. Which On accident, maybe? Well, he, I, he meant to bring the gun. He was having fun with the gun. He didn't mean to drop it on the floor. <laughs> okay. Either way, (laughs) it just was not depicting any... Like, I've been around a lot of people with mental illness. I have mental illness. Don't we all? I know! And we've all shot and killed people and smothered our mothers in their sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've known people... With dangerous mental illness, the kind that's dangerous to people around them sometimes. And nothing rang to me in this character of the people I've actually met Mm -hmm. who could have behaved dangerously. Yeah, I've I've, I've met very, you know, mild-mannered people who have schizophrenia. You know, like one of the big, quote-unquote, scary mental illnesses, and they were fine to work with. Right. You know, maybe their life is a little harder because they've got things going on, but this is not not an example of them. And and I guess that's what it was because they just basically said, oh, he's got a mental illness. That was his whole origin story. It wasn't... Well, and society beat him down, Amy. It wasn't even... Uh, just nothing the, believable the, the about it. The brown kids beat him up and took his sign. Ugh. And it was boring. Well, we haven't even gotten through the plot yet. Oh, I'm bored again. <laughs> That's the first hour. What's the second hour? There's riots. More, more of the same. He he kills some guys on the train. Okay. Uh, which inspires people to dress up as clowns when they're trying to... Loot. And riot. <sighs> okay. This came out in 2019. Yes. Last year was 2020. Yes. We all know about 2020. Yes. We all know about George Floyd. Yes. Black Lives Matter. Yes. All that kind of stuff. The insurrection at the Capitol. We're talking about various times that people act up. Yes. Right. So, like, when this came out and I watched it before 
George Floyd happened and we really got the big push in Black Lives Matter, I thought it was tasteless then. Yeah, a- after especially after seeing real social unrest yes. the, over the last year, mm-hmm. that just doesn't even make sense as social unrest. No. It's we're angry because our city is poor and we're in poverty and we're not getting resources. So we're all dressing up like clowns and celebrating a man who killed someone on live TV. And we don't believe in anything. Yeah. Yeah. So like we don't it's a have real cool point. hot take. <laughs> yeah. You know, I also had this idea that this was the like we talked about before it started. that mm. It was like a movie for edgelords. It is a movie for edgelords. It doesn't even ring true for edgelords, I've known. I spent a lot of time around edgelords well, in my day. May- may- maybe, let me rephrase. I feel like this movie has a lot of sympathy for, like, the incel type. Yeah, but they didn't even depict that well. And that's what I thought we were going to be getting here. That's what I thought we were going to get, was this kind of more realistic portrayal of someone who was ousted from society mm-hmm. and their fall into misguided Mm -hmm. behavior as a response mechanism Mm -hmm. and i think they thought that's what they did here no i think this was mostly just like hey look at the crazy person isn't he so crazy he dances by himself and then finally at the end of the movie he has an audience to dance for like ooh, crazy people is sort of what I get from this movie. Yeah. I would have enjoyed the movie if it had been more of a depiction of someone that, that was more realistically ousted from society mm-hmm. in a way that is familiar to people who, who've who experienced that, who mm-hmm. have known people that experienced that, and, and it just wasn't there. Yeah. No, everyone, I think, yeah. I feel comfortable saying this. Everybody in this movie is depicted as just being sort of just a real jerk. And that's who he influences. And he's like, this is the problem with society. And I'm like, I've lived in society. It's not like that. Yeah. Not everyone is a jerk. Not even half of people is a jerk. I interact with strangers on a daily basis and none of them spit on me. Like, what is this? Yeah. I don't spit on anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was slow. Oh, yeah. It's really slow. A- and I mean, so slow that I couldn't really keep my focus on the movie. Mm-hmm. And and yet the times that I thought that I was distracted enough that I missed something and I was like, Amanda, why is he on this TV show? <laughs> and I would explain he's on the TV show because they played a clip of him failing in a comedy club and they got s- such good ratings, they decided to bring him on the talk show so they could get better ratings. And Amy was like, well, I guess I didn't miss anything. It no. just doesn't make sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kept thinking that I wasn't paying attention. And <laughs> it turned out, oh, it just didn't make sense. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, okay. So back to the plot. He's getting ready to go on the TV show. Uh he, like, gets the call to go on right after he smothers his mom with a pillow. Very cool scene. And he's getting ready. He's putting on his makeup. He's, like, licking the paint and having his, like, aren't I so bad moment. All I could think of <laughs> was that meme where the person's putting on clown makeup and saying increasingly ridiculous 
things about society. I don't know. Typically, that maybe we'll post it on the page. Well, like like for the uh, for the insurrection thing that happened, it, it showed a guy putting on white face paint, and it would say like, "We're gonna storm the Capitol," and then he's putting on the accents and the different mm-hmm. colors on his face. He's like, "We're gonna." I'm here now and then the next one is putting the nose on his face and it says like I'm posting Facebook pictures of me storming the Capitol and then it shows him putting the clown wig on and completing the look and it says Antifa did it yeah uh, hold that thought um (laughs) this movie seemed like Antifa did it yeah Yeah, not even hold that thought we're talking about the thought right now watching this it felt like watching what Fox News thought Black Lives Matter was. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is what people think Antifa is. It's they're all dressing up so there's no accountability and going out and just causing a ruckus for no reason because no values, feelings, and they don't believe in anything. And it's just like oh, tearing my. down society. Oh my gosh, it's so bad. <laughs> like it's so bad. Um, but so after he puts on the clown makeup and completes his Antifa look, <laughs> um, some people from his hey, work. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. I'm Antifa. So we're not making fun of no, Antifa. I mean, I would even call myself Antifa. I'm, I'm against fascists. Yes. Okay. Yeah. This is an Antifa podcast. Welcome. Yes. Um, so some of his old coworkers show up and he decides to stab one in the eye because the guy did him dirty one time. And then the other coworker who survives is a smaller man. Um, he's like dwarfism, I guess is what it's called. Right? Yeah. I I think so. He's really short. And he's super freaked out because he just saw this guy get murdered and has to ask for Joker's help to get out of the apartment because he can't reach the lock to open the door. And as he's being let out of the apartment... Joker leans over and, like, kisses him on the forehead and says, you were always nice to me, and lets the guy go instead of killing him. And this is why I think this is, like, that particularly illustrates why I think this is a movie for incels. Oh, because it kind of does that whole, uh, the Mm victim-blaming aspect of that where... It's only people who deserve it. Yeah. And most of society deserves it, but yeah. there's a few so like, select people who tr- are kind. Treat your local trench kid well, or trench coat kid well, and he'll, like, save you instead of getting you during the school shooting. Yeah. It had school shooting vibes. Yeah. Uh, again, I think the real story of school shooters was something they might have been able to look into mm-hmm. on the making of this movie and didn't yeah so again swing and a miss yeah no it's- I, uh, but i want to tell you the level of bored i was watching this of all the things we've got to say about the plot the level of bored that i reached was i picked up my phone periodically to see if anything more interesting was going on on facebook and i saw on facebook that Joe Biden had gotten inaugurated in using his uh, family Bible. And I went, my family has a Bible. 
and it's broken. I wonder if anyone can repair that. And I went really far down the rabbit hole on old leather book binding restoration and started planning a trip to Oklahoma <laughs> to get our family Bible repaired. And then there was still an hour and a half left in the movie. And I was so... And she hadn't missed anything. <laughs> oh, my word. I was so disappointed yeah. that that took up less time than I thought it did. <laughs> well, now I've lost my thought. Yeah, that's where I went. I know a lot more about family Bible restoration than I did before I started watching this movie. <laughs> and I didn't miss anything. No, and, you didn't. And it tries to it tries to end on a cliffhanger. You know, like he's walking like eventually he ends up being arrested and put in a psych ward. As one does. Sure. And he's like laughing at his own joke because he's so funny. Because Incel humor, you wouldn't get it. And then, as he's walking out of his like therapy appointment, his footprints are red, like blood, almost as if to imply he killed his therapist. Right. And that's the end of the movie. Also, right. there's some Batman stuff in there, which I actually sort of could have done without. So, do you follow comics? Yes. Do you follow Batman? Define follow. I mean, I basically may have read one Batman comic ever. I've enjoyed the movies. I once read a stack of graphic novels for Batman about this thick. Okay, so I... That's that's what? What is that? Six Uh, inches tall. Yeah, like like a a big stack. Yeah. They were supposed to be the hits. I enjoyed it. Okay. So I don't know what the comics led people to believe about Joker. Not that. I do know that I really enjoyed Heath Ledger's depiction of Joker mm-hmm. in the Dark Knight series. Mm-hmm. I like I liked the Dark Knight series overall. I I liked Christian Bale as Batman. I liked um Heath Ledger as Joker. I felt that they portrayed Joker in that as being more of a Robin Hood figure gone wrong. Agent of Chaos. Yes. Mm-hmm. But kind of in a for the little people way in his own mind. Like it it was He was trying to point out society's ills. Yeah, he had a point. He did stand for something. It just wasn't it was misguided. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping that this story would get us to that Joker. No. It doesn't. No. No, it gets us to... I I don't even know what that was. <laughs> Be nice to your local freak or he'll kill you? Maybe. Maybe. But how how has this man become a leader of anything he could I know that, that's part of the reason it's so anything. it's so bizarre it's like all these people are rallying around the guy who killed someone on live tv people don't do that no no people in general tend to shy away from people that 
will spontaneously murder without warning and without reason. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing that your your primal senses are attuned to in a way that says no. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. No, I mean the whole thing's bizarre. It's just like ah, you sir who wrote this movie don't get it. And especially when you have uh, the protests that happened over the summer, the BLM movement. Mm-hmm. We should date this, by the way. We're recording this on January 21st, 2021. Right. So with all of that and with the way uh, BLM protesters were portrayed and Antifa mm-hmm. uh, as kind of a subset of the BLM protesters, although I would say most of them probably, at least on some level, work within an Antifa framework. They... <laughs> She's clutching her head in, in some kind of... Frustration. Yes. <laughs> right. So, if you notice what sets off the Black Lives Matter movement, it's when someone gets killed. They, mm-hmm. even if they weren't um, perfect angels. Yep. They they are opposed to summary execution by the police. Yes, or and by by um, you know, you have Trayvon Martin and mm. um uh, Ahmed Avery mm-hmm. that were killed by citizens. You know, it's 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 both things. Yeah, but who they're not rallying around is. The person who does the summary executing. Yeah. Which in this movie, they're all just like super glad that three random white guys got killed on a train. Like, oh, we love three random people just being killed. That's fantastic. Let's form a movement around that. Yeah. It just... It's for the execution. And it's not like you needed to live through the 2020 uh, protest movements to understand how protests function. Yeah. How civil unrest functions. Yep. Um, I would challenge the makers of Joker to come up with one single instance where someone murdering not a political leader, not, not like a... Just a random Joe on the street. A random person... And that's who the people rally behind. The killer. Right. Yeah. And just because they killed, not because they had excess punishment or or cruel and unusual punishment or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where that rings true yeah. whatsoever. I mean, that doesn't even ring true for the capital insurrection yeah no i i feel like if i had the makings of a school shooter or a mass shooter i would look at this movie and sort of be like they're on the right track you know no i don't think so no no no. no. like as someone who thinks that's a cool thing to do i know i still i still don't think they they captured that i'm not saying they got it i'm saying i would think you know They were heading towards the right thing. I'm not saying this succeeds at anything other than making a lot of money and having a lot of hype when it came out. Yeah. 
I would feel completely unrepresented by this movie if, if I, <laughs> this was an odd like stance to be taking. <laughs> okay, well, but if I were a budding mass shooter, I would feel grotesquely misrepresented. How do you think they could have done it better? Like shown some realistic life events that made you see any inch of humanity in this man i see he wasn't played sympathetic enough right okay it should have been a sympathetic portrayal to show that like the point where someone goes bad mm-hmm. is a point like that someone was the who last wasn't straw. bad before yeah might hit yeah right well they try to make a big deal about him being a mama's boy like he loves his mother but really the whole time he just resents her yeah but they give off this like oh he was born bad no i didn't get that well they certainly didn't like develop him into a villain no from sympathetic to villain and i yeah that's the route that i was expecting Mm -hmm. in this movie yeah and and part of the reason i was expecting it too is the way that that i'd heard critics talk about it that it was kind of maybe glorifying the violence or something i i didn't think it was that either but we also think a lot about movies like you and i i guess so i you really know? i really i don't think we're the average audience i was going to like this movie which to me is astounding i know because i didn't go into it thinking i would like it the first time i watched it i was just sort of like huh it's on Redbacks. people have been talking about this i guess i'll watch it tonight I like psychological tragedies. And this just didn't hit that very no, well. No, it doesn't. I'll say his costuming, I think, is effective. The, the soundtrack is sort of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. The soundtrack was ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't really counting, but it seemed like I heard Frank Sinatra singing That's Life multiple times in the movie. And it's like, pick another song. And if if you really want that song to be important, like, find a nice poignant scene to play it in. Mm-hmm. Don't just keep... Pl- <sighs> the music bothered me. You did not enjoy this movie. And the random person on the subway singing Send in the Clowns. Yeah. I'm like- sorry. I, <laughs> I was a, a big, like, music nerd, did theater stuff and all of that. I attend musicals. I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I cannot spontaneously remember all the words to send in the clowns. Well, they were trying to make him look like a jerk, and he did, and then he died for it. I just, but he's saying send in the clowns. To, I just to a clown. I don't believe the Wall Street business dude. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> like <laughs> hitting with the show tunes. <laughs> well, to be fair, he was very drunk and a very old fashion show tune at that well this is an old-fashioned movie supposedly i guess i mean they were watching charlie chaplin like it was the peak of comedy maybe 80s or 90s though still i just no Mm -hmm. Uh, i will say i think it was well directed oh really i liked the camera angles (sighs) i'm not talking about pacing i'm not talking about I'm saying the cinematography. 
or getting the actors into a believable rhythm or you know having dialogue that was believable or i'm saying i liked the look of it didn't stand out to me i've seen worse in theaters is what i'm saying yeah yeah I, i mean it just it didn't stand out to me it had some artistic merit to just look at it on occasion on occasion yes yeah and it would be a much shorter photo book on my coffee table (laughs) than 2001 a space odyssey i thought i was gonna like robert de niro like i was delighted when he came out as a talk show host Mm -hmm. but his character turned out to be ridiculous just oh the sanctimoniousness ridiculous yeah so and i liked uh the mother okay yeah i I, see the thing about the mother is that i i was watching it going i've seen her on something she's done other shows And I believe uh, what I recognized her from was Six Feet Under, which was a TV show that I used to enjoy. It's Frances Conroy. And in looking further into her, she has been in the acting business for a long time. But as a young woman, her movie credits are like Waitress. Okay. Woman from somewhere. Okay. But as she's become an older woman, she's had good roles as older people Mm -hmm. and i like that okay it's a thing to like you say something well you did say something nice i did say something nice about the movie you just disagreed with it yes okay i took like two photography classes so i can look at bad movies and go that single image was okay (laughs) (laughs) it's like my community college <laughs> photography class has taught me that single frame. Mm. Thumbs up to that. <laughs> like, that's what I mean when I'm talking about the photo book. I know. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. They've got some iconic imagery in there that, you know, meme stuff. Oh, I was thinking more of just like the subway. Like, like that's just a nice photo of a subway. <laughs> Yeah, I I see a lot of the uh, of the picture of him uh, on the talk show. Uh huh. Like, well, that's because it has bright colors. Yes, I think it's funny, and I'm tired of pretending that it's not. Yeah. With the different memes. Memes. Uh huh. Yeah. So I know that people do identify enough with it to meme about it. Oh no! It, back when it was released, it felt like everybody was talking it about it particularly dudes and i don't understand well not to diss every dude in my life (laughs) uh yeah i think it's overrated i think it's really overrated yeah and they talked it up like it was one one review i heard compared it to like taxi driver it was supposed to be like and I, think, I like Taxi I think, Driver. I think, it, I think it was written with Taxi Driver in mind, based on reading the, the Wikipedia page. Yes. Which was an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. This failed on so many levels. They also said that it was kind of like today's movie 
it captures the moment. No, what they were saying was that there's not a lot of room in box office um, billings mm-hmm. to produce movies that are a more delicate human touch, the more psychological approach. The action film has taken over. It's all action and sequels, and you're not seeing the more artistic delve into human psychology like Taxi Driver. And they're like, we did this with Joker because it is that comic book character, but we could use it to tell a psychological story. And that is just, in hindsight, possibly the most pretentious thing anyone could possibly say about a comic book film that really didn't even hit as psychologically interesting as other comic book films, yep. including the Dark Knight series and stuff like I had a ton of fun. The Watchmen, or well, maybe a controversial opinion. I thought Venom <laughs> had an interesting take. I didn't see it. It's really cute. Yeah, I, I'm not particularly into comic book movies for the sake of comic book movie watching. Yeah, but. No. Venom is fun because the main character is constantly a disaster and not prettied up by any means. Yeah. The man is this close to losing it at all times in the movie, and it's very fun to watch. Yeah, this this was not fun to watch. No, it wasn't. And I would have had... I I think if I watched a mindless comic book movie that I don't particularly typically enjoy, Mm -hmm. but if I watched it right now... Mm -hmm. You'd like it more. I would all of a sudden feel like it was a wonderful cinema. <laughs> well, because it would have it would have better pacing, generally speaking, more action to keep your eyes on the screen, and it wouldn't be simpering down to you in the same way. Yeah, and it would at least not be trying to portray some sort of misguided realism. Mm-hmm. Like I wish somehow we could record how many eye rolls. I've had during this conversation <laughs> just like rolling my eyes at just the BS. Just thinking about this movie makes me roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I genuinely wanted to like it. I know, which again is really weird to me because you can get a feeling of movies without having seen them. Right. And the feeling that I was getting was that they did a better job of what they were claiming to do. If they had actually done a good psychological dive... You would have enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it. I would it. have enjoyed it if yes. it had been good. Yeah, I would have enjoyed the movie if it was good, Amy. <laughs> but people did like it. People liked this movie. <laughs> well, oh, so I was reading on the Wikipedia page. They liked it so much that it's the highest grossing R-rated movie ever. What? That's what I read. What? There are much better R-rated movies. I said highest grossing. I know. I know. I heard you. But why? Its box office was $1 billion. Oh, my gosh. It's the first R-rated movie to break a billion. And it's the highest an R-rated movie has ever made. That says to me that people went and saw it more than once at the box office. Wouldn't surprise me. It was really talked up. It was. That's why I thought I was going to like it. I thought you usually had the attitude that if people were talking up a movie, it was too good to be true. No. 
Maybe. Yeah, you've, you've depends t- <laughs> on the day, Amanda. Okay. Don't hold me to opinions. Okay. <laughs> like I'm seeing highest grossing R-rated films. It's in the Deadpool two, Deadpool, The Matrix Reloaded, It, Logan, The Passion of the Christ, which was the other movie we thought about doing today. Keep an eye out. The Hangover Part 2, Fifty Shades of Grey, The Mermaid, it just keeps going. There's a lot of... Maybe it's on initial theatrical release? I don't know. Die Hard's really far down there, and that disappoints me, you all. The Bodyguard. Yeah, I, I, I cannot believe it topped all of these films. No, I don't know what to tell you. By a lot. I... Well, <laughs> I don't make the numbers. I feel like it's saying something about the society <laughs> that we live in uh-huh. that I don't like. <laughs> yeah. I think it's saying something. I, I, You know what? Honestly, I talked to someone about a month ago about movies and we talked about this podcast with them. And they said, you know, they'll watch a movie and either go, Oh, I like that. Or, I didn't like that. And that's the end of it. That's how they view movies. As opposed to how I view movies, which is going and thinking about all the different aspects while they're going on and laughing at the wrong parts. Oh yeah, I definitely laughed at some wrong parts here. There was one scene where there was in the middle of a riot and there was one guy in the background that was just shaking a wicker chair (laughs) above his head. <laughs> a wicker chair. Where did he get that wicker chair? Well, he stole it from some cafe. Yes. He was looting <laughs> my chair. <laughs> it's not even going to do a lot of damage if you throw it, buddy. It's a wicker chair. He's taking it home as a trophy. It's probably because other chairs were too heavy to shake above his head for prolonged periods of time and he needed a chair to shake the believable looting mm. i i pick up anything that's not nailed down <laughs> and shake it above your head well, yeah how else do i show it off all my looting friends like hey you could have a chair like this if you looted me but mine this is my (laughs) chair (laughs) do we have anything else to say about this movie i don't know you seem to uh, give me the impression that you had things to say about this movie before it started yeah but these are the things yeah we came to the same conclusion basically oh i just i just been holding back for so long that's all it's more fun when we get in an argument um, let me think of something to argue about. Well, we already argued about, argued about the cinematography. Yes. So I'm, well, moving forward, make a distinction between directing and cinematography. Because those are not the same things. No, they're not. I think the cinematography. Okay. I asked for an argument and instead you're like <laughs> making an apology slash compromise. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm setting the record straight for future arguments that we do have. There's a difference between direction and cinematography. In this instance, I liked some of the cinematography, not the actual direction. Okay. That is still like the opposite of an argument, Amanda. Well, let me keep thinking. Let me keep thinking. Um... Oh, okay. We're probably going to agree on this, too. I think 
the shoehorning in of the Waynes was ineffective. And silly. And silly. I think there was a way they could have done it. Yes. But they did not do it. Yes. And so it was just like, oh, remember? Batman's going to be a thing. You like this because Batman. And my thought when I saw that that was supposed to be like the night that his parents were killed in the alleyway after the theater. And it's a random dude. And it's a random dude. Instead of Joker, who's supposed to be the Joker, Batman's nemesis, maybe have him kill Batman's parents and be his nemesis, since you've already created such a wide age gap. And also the brother versus brother thing, except one's insane and not actually the brother, would have been way more interesting. Okay. Yes. But my brain was going, how old is Joker supposed to be? Because he looks like he's in his 40s in this movie. And Batman is like nine. Well, this isn't the origin story. It's an origin story. But it still doesn't really match up. I mean, by the time Batman is old enough to fight the Joker. Yeah. Joker should be nearing retirement. Yes. I know. Also, Joker had goals. Even in the comics. Like, it's not good. It's not good. <laughs> they done Joker dirty. That's they, all I can say. They did. They did Joker dirty They here. did him dirty. Like, I'm not saying I love Joker, especially not the recent way people love the Joker, where they're like, he's so edgy and cool and beats up his girlfriend. I relate to that. No, okay. It's okay to love the Joker as a villain. Yes, but when you're getting, like, Joker tattoos, unironically. <laughs> yeah, maybe take a step back or a couple steps back. Yes. Or when you say that, like, Joker and Harley Quinn are your favorite couple. No. Exactly. No. Yeah. Yeah. But still, show the character some respect if you're making a film about him. Because the character is an important... He's important to the mythos. Yeah. He's been interesting in a variety of iterations. Yes. Um, Like, I don't mind doing a different origin story than's been shown before because there is no one origin story for the Joker. It's always changed. And that's fine. Yeah. This one just did him dirty. It, yeah, it's, it sucked. Okay, how would you rate this movie? Ugh. Yeah. You already rated it when we started. Oh, no. <laughs> I just came right in. Ugh. Yeah, you just started with your rating. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Yeah. No, I actively dislike this movie. I do too. I agree. Yeah. We didn't fight enough. Ugh. Do better next time, Amanda. You know what, Amy? <laughs> <laughs> do you I want to catch these hands? <laughs> hey, now. All right, reminder to everyone listening at home, we are professionals. You can find us on our various social media. Tell us what you think. We'll either agree with you or argue with you. And don't watch these movies at home. Agreed.
also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 911, what's your emergency? Senora, me estás diciendo que un tren le pego a una camioneta? Sí, yo pensé que quería cruzar, el hijo iba rápido, creo, y después. No puedes saber a qué velocidad viene un tren. Por eso están los señalamientos de advertencia. Obedécelos. Alto. El tren no para. Mensaje de Netza.